Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our friends online around the world. We appreciate you all being with us as well. We're excited to welcome author Bruce J. Berger to our program today. Bruce has written a great new book that I think you guys will really enjoy. It not only, of course, gives us uh, great action, but also makes us think a little bit as well. The novel is called To See God. We'll talk to Bruce not only about the writing of the book, but also what it's been like for him to see the response to his books over the years and what he hopes you're able to remember about the characters he introduces in his newest page turner. Bruce, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here, Cyrus. So, Bruce, I think the the great thing about this book, and I think for people who've read your previous books, they'll see, is that you've been able to do two things that are great. One, to be able to share a great story, but also to make us think about the world that we live in, even our own beliefs. What has it been like for you to hear from from readers? Well, it's a, it's a pleasure, first of all, to have readers react you know, the way you have. Uh, to say that it's a great story means that um, it's worth telling, it's worth uh, staying with and turning the pages. So when I hear that response, of course, I'm pleased because that's what I'm trying to do as a writer who wants to uh, publish his writing. Um, and then there are those occasions when uh, you have comments from, from people who um, are expecting something different or something more or something less, perhaps. And you say, okay, well, you know, the book is not intended for every possible reader, um, yeah. but uh, it's a pleasure to, to hear that uh, many readers have responded well to the previous novels, and um, the reaction so far to, to see God is uh, equally um, supportive uh, to my work. So I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to get this work out to the public. Yeah, Bruce, you bring up an interesting point. I mean, and I think it's something that not only authors have come to kind of be to grips with, but I think anyone who's in the creative community, right, we all know that whether we're doing music or whatever it may be, like shows like this may not be for everyone. But I want to go about how this all began, because it's ironic for those who don't know you, Bruce, or have read your other work or, you know, or, or done any reading about you. I mean, a lot of people got to know you, first of all, as an attorney. What was it about storytelling, though, that made you say, this is something you wanted to pursue? Uh, so when I did, first of all, I'm, I'm sure people thought that I told a lot of stories as an attorney because I was a trial lawyer. <laughs> And uh, you stand up in front of a jury, and you're trying to tell a story through the evidence uh, that's been presented uh, in a case, and you're trying to, you know, fashion the story the way you want it for your client. So I, storytelling is something that I did in my legal career. But in terms of uh, writing, short stories or longer works, that's something that actually started, well, you know, well back uh, in high school, at least, uh, if not uh, earlier. So... Um, you know, these story, these novels, uh, the first one of which, by the way, is called um, The Flight of the Veil, uh, these novels uh, emerge from a series of short stories uh, that I wrote. So I've been <clears throat> dealing with, you know, these same characters for about 13 uh, or 14 years. And uh, one of the reasons I've stuck with uh, these characters is just because I find them interesting. Um, yes, they are my creation, but... I feel also they're, you know, they have a reality 
And when I continue to write about them and be interested in them, part of the reason is to see, you know, what happens to them. So I have an idea of what might happen, but then when I start writing, um, I really uh, let the story unfold uh, and uh, see what's happened to these characters. So that's part of the reason that I'm, you know, enthusiastic about the writing of these works. And in fact, um, have a fourth novel uh, started uh, as well uh, with the same characters. Love that. And and I think this goes to an interesting point too, Bruce, because I think it's anyone who's reading To See God, even if they haven't read the other two books, I think they'll definitely, one, get a complete story. But also what I love about this is that, Bruce, these characters are us. I mean, it's fiction, but it's us in that there's the idea of belief and doubt and wanting to know what is possible, what really to believe. Why do you believe what you believe? Those are things that all of us kind of deal with. Do you think that is what made this story easier to tell? Is it because it's, even though it is fiction, it is it is grounded in the truth that all of us live with. No, I totally uh, agree with you, Cyrus. Um, a lot of <clears throat> these these novels particularly are engaged in questions of uh, belief. So just to give uh, the listeners a little bit more context here, uh, one of the main characters is a Greek Orthodox nun uh, who has the name of Sister Theodora, but is, um, was Jewish by birth and uh, ended up in a monastery, you know, by being saved by the mother of God from the Holocaust. So uh, she has a brother, an older brother, who uh, survived, uh, was able to escape deportations in Greece, ended up in the United States. His name is uh, Nicky. And so he's an atheist. Um, he, he grew up as a, as a um, religious Jew, but uh, because of the Holocaust and because he thought his whole family had been murdered, uh, he's completely lost his faith. And then we have other, other uh, individuals have, who have a variety of different levels of faith, and they have to interact. They're a family. And uh, part of what happens in, in this story is the uh, interaction between Sister Theodora, who goes to the United States to visit her family there. Um, it's her first trip away from a monastery, and, and you know, since she was there as a little girl, and uh, she she goes to meet her grand nephew, um, a boy who happens to be black. His name is Jackie, named after Jackie Robinson, and was being raised as an Orthodox Jew. And Sister Theodora, however, has a vision from God, where she thinks uh, Jackie. Uh, is the second coming of Jesus. So they have a, um, a variety of views here, and how does how does this family interact? Um, how do how do they get along, and what happens? That is, you know, um, one of the issues that compels this story, and which made it so much fun to write, to be honest. Uh, and so um, and so, the idea of faith and belief, and what's possible and not possible. It is one of the main themes um, of these books. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think even for people of faith, there is sometimes the lack of faith. <laughs> and that comes through in this book as well, Bruce. And again, we all can relate to that too, because even though we say we believe, I think, you know, events sometimes in life makes us question, okay, was this really possible, right? So let's talk about research, because I think, you know, for anyone, again, whether they've read your other two works or not, Bruce, I think they'll be curious into the process. How does it normally start for you? Does it start with an idea of what you like to explore, or is it a character that comes to you first and then the kind of story um, kind of unfolds around them? Well, uh, at the, if you go back to the very beginning of these stories, I'll have to thank my uh, daughter who 
majored in English and creative writing and gave me the idea of a story of, uh, of an individual who had a psychiatric disease who lived in Montreal and her reaction to the fact that the Montreal Expos, you know, left to go to Washington, D.C. I'm a baseball fan, and that's why my daughter suggested that. But I turned that idea into uh, a setting in Brooklyn in the 50s uh, with a young woman named Adele who had schizophrenia and her father and dealing with the fact that the Dodgers uh, were leaving Brooklyn for the West Coast. Okay, baseball fans will remember that. So it started with an idea. But then as you start to write and create characters, uh, you, um, at least in my case, uh, I was curious about, you know, what happened next? Who are the other characters uh, that they met in their life? So, for example, um, one of my early stories, uh, Adele, uh, who's about 20 years old, finds a job helping out in a, uh, a luncheonette in Brooklyn that's owned by Norm Williams, a black man of about 45 or 50, who had fought in uh, World War One and World War Two. Now, I, I created a character, and I wanted to um, explore that character and understand that character better. So I wrote more stories about that character, uh, only just to to better get a feel. And, and the stories have pretty much evolved from that. Um, I had an idea that uh, a character would be uh, a Holocaust refugee, and that was Nikki Kovo, who thought his family died. Uh, but I tried to follow Nikki from the time he left his family, fought with partisans in the, uh, in the Greek resistance, got to the United States, um, got an education, became a doctor. Um, and, and then I had this idea that maybe somebody in his family survived, and it's not that, and that they'd be reunited after 45 or 47 years. So that idea led me to uh, more stories, uh, and then the, the novel, The Flight of the Veil. Uh, this novel, uh, To See God, is an immediate sequel to The Flight of the Veil. So where that story ends, the story picks up immediately. And uh, I think I think at this point, um, the only idea I had was uh, this family has had an amazing, miraculous reunion after so many years. What happens next? Um, do they keep in touch? Do they write to each other? Do they visit each other again? How do different parts of the family, you know, relate to Sister uh, Theodora? Um, and it's very much at this point, yes, pursuing ideas. Uh, they'll get together again, but also just seeing how characters unfold and deal with many situations uh, in life. Uh, that they have. Uh, one of the, you know, subplots of the story is the fact that there turns out to be a custody fight for Jackie, who, who turns seven in the story, between his mother with whom he's living and has always lived and uh, the father who makes a new appearance. It's a thing that happens in life. Um, I create a lot of, um, you know, let's say difficulties or situations for my characters or ways to thicken a plot without really knowing exactly how they're going to resolve themselves. Mm. Uh, I think, I think, I, I think, you know, sometimes you abandon them because you, you see they're not going anywhere or they're making the story too complicated. Um, but uh, at least in, the, in uh, To See God, I feel like um, I've pursued those stories in a way that they, you know, might reasonably have unfolded for the characters. And uh, that's satisfying to me as a writer, and I hope it's satisfying to readers 
um, as well. Um, I think, and I continue to be interested in these characters, which is why I started a sports uh, novel about them. We'll see how far that goes. But um, as long as I feel that these are real characters who are living through real situations that we all might experience in life, um, I'll keep uh, finding out what happens to them and uh, trying to put their stories into uh, a writing that makes a compelling reading experience. Yeah. So how much of yourself do we see in uh, To See God, Bruce? How much of your own struggles with with faith and questioning, and how much of that kind of finds itself in a book like this? Um, I, I think a lot of it finds uh, itself in the book, and, you know, parts of me, uh, you might say, are in different uh, characters. When Mickey, the atheist, uh, who who is still experienced the miracle but not quite wanting to accept it, uh, that might have been me, you know, 50 years ago when I when I went through difficult periods and had periods of disbelief. And then the, you have the believers uh, who much more reflect my, uh, you know, current status. Um, but some of it is, some of it is thinking about how belief might be for other peer, uh, people. So I have a cousin who uh, was Jewish at birth, but um, had a miraculous experience which led him to Christianity. And, and I've known about his story and have been close to him for 40-some-odd years. So part of part of that story uh, ends up in uh, Sister Theodora's uh, experience. Um, yeah. uh, I think that, um, you know, miracles do happen. Uh, I think that if you believe in God, uh, then you believe in, you know, miracles, uh, because the whole creation, if you believe God created the world, you believe in miracles. And I try to um, uh, come at these religious uh, feelings in a variety of different characters. Um, there's uh, a character who's, whose name is, who's an abbess, whose mother, Thevronia, who's like the, the uh, spiritual mother of Sister Theodora. And she has a view of what Orthodox Christianity should be, but but the the person who, you know, Sister Theodora, who's under her tutelage, has a completely different view, and she has what she believes is a vision from God that the second coming is is occurring already. So you also have in my stories conflicts uh, between people which hold generally similar beliefs, but then uh, divergent points, and how do they react to each other? Um, I think all these issues for me are are fascinating, and that's why. I keep uh, pursuing them. Right. And I think that is uh, the reason why I wanted to ask that question, Bruce, is because I think that that is where also readers um, will kind of see a connection to themselves. You mentioned at the beginning, and you even said in the back of 2C Guide, that, you know, the, how appreciative you are of the readers. Do you, do you still have those wow moments when you kind of think about this, that you the time you spent with these characters and then release it out to the world, that there are people that are not only reading them but really enjoying them and wanting to share their thoughts like in reviews and by word of mouth. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always appreciative of people who picked up the book uh, and it was a great reading experience and they get back to me uh, about it. And I think um, if, if the books um, not only work, first of all, they have to work as a story. You have to, you know, want to find out what happens. You have to really want to keep turning pages. That's the number one priority that I have um, as a writer. But if, if the reader also thinks about the themes uh, and they're meaningful to the reader uh, and 
uh, it just makes them perhaps experience something um, they might not have if they hadn't picked up the book. Well, that's that's a bonus for me, and you know I really hope readers have that reaction, but I recognize that some will and 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 some uh, will not. You, you know you can't please everyone. You don't try to write to please every person who might pick up the book because that's an impossibility. And if you and if you try to do something that's impossible, you end up being unhappy with yourself. So yeah. I I recognize that some people you know don't have the reaction I want, but that's fine. Uh, many will, and I hope uh, you know to hear from those readers uh, that the book has been meaningful to them. Yeah, and I think that is the big thing. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, it's on the radio side of online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Bruce J. Berger to our program today. Bruce is the author of the new book, To See Guide. Uh, we're going to remind you how you can be able to stay connected with Bruce here in a bit. So, Bruce, I think the other side of this, too, is that you're showing other uh, storytellers or aspiring storytellers uh, what is possible. What has that been like for you to connect with others who have an interest in writing and for them to be able to look at your success and career with interest and to ask you about your advice for them? Well, I have some people who have, you know, done exactly that, who, who are writers and who've been connected with me with, you know, other parties. And uh, I'm, I'm always happy to try to um, squeeze into my busy schedule because I'm a teacher at American University. Uh, uh, reading, you know, works of people who are aspiring writers, uh, making comments to them, trying to uh, put them in touch with my publisher, for example, if I think their, their work really, you know, uh, should be considered for uh, publication. So, um, no, I feel writers should try to help each other uh, if they can. And uh, another example of that is um, – you know, I've I've reached out to to people I know to try to write a blurb or two about my books. Um, I'm asking people to spend their time uh, helping me in my career as a writer, my second career, I should say. But at the same time, I'm also, by the same token, I'm also happy to help other writers who are aspiring to that and um, write a blurb for them or give them my thoughts about a book. So. Uh, you know, we're a community, and uh, we, we have similar goals, and we should try to help each other uh, if we can. Uh, time is limited, though, right? <laughs> so, yeah, right, exactly. So, a, so, so uh, you know, right now, most of my time, 90% of my time is devoted to my teaching. I teach a class right now in college writing, and I, I have to create lesson plans and create assignments and review and grade work. Uh, so the writing things have fallen a little bit uh, to the side right now while I'm teaching. And in the summer, when I'm not teaching, I hope to, you know, make a lot of more progress, for example, on my novel. Yeah, I think that that is it. So I think that, again, says a whole lot then, Bruce. Of course, now, of course, are you able to uh, entertain readers, but also to remind other aspiring writers what's possible for them as well. So if you guys have not done so already, head over to Amazon.com. Get your copy of To See God by Bruce J. Berger. You will definitely enjoy the story. Even if you haven't read the other two books, this book definitely is a complete story in itself. I think Bruce would agree, and a you know, great way to be able to start. And then, of course, you can always go back and be able to read the other books that, that Bruce has been able to write before book four comes out. Bruce, really do appreciate the time today. Congratulations to you again. How can our readers stay connected with you? Uh, I have a website on WordPress. Uh, they just have to look for Bruce J. Berger. Um, no punctuation. It's B-E-R-G-E-R. 
and uh, and then it can leave comments too on some of the things that, that I write there. I'm also uh, on Facebook. They can look for Bruce J. Berger. They can also look for the title of the book to see God. Uh, they can also find uh, trailers to all three books uh, on YouTube. Uh, so you would look for to see God, Bruce J. Berger, and uh, get you know a vi- uh, uh, the video trailers to uh, all three books. Um, so those are probably the best ways. And of course, you know, if they're happy and they love the book, uh, I, I hope they read, uh, leave comments on Amazon and Barnes and Noble uh, with their thoughts about it. But I'm also happy to hear about those people who are not happy with the book to understand, you know, why some people don't react uh, as well as others. Um, so uh, Cyrus, it's great being on your show. I appreciate uh, the time and your interest. Thank you so much. Uh, for for the positive comments uh, about this book, and uh, I hope uh, your listeners will uh, take advantage and, and look at some of these. Yeah, totally agree with that, Bruce. Congratulations to you again. So glad our friends at uh, Page Turner Publicity uh, set this up with us, and looking forward to staying connected with you, Bruce. All right, I hope we do. Thanks very much, sir. All right, more than welcome. Bye-bye. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Now let's go make today amazing. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.